Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamfler from What Culture. To look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, oh! AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete the bloody quiz of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to Friday Night Smackdown and a huge show on the cards. LFG, as they say. Oh. Hold on, there's people much younger than me that can still pull off the jeans that are getting as baggy as they were when I was 16 and now they're suddenly as baggy as they am. Now I'm 37 and I cannot <laughs> wear them again. <laughs> LF, mother G, let's go. Max Dupree tonight unveils the first <laughs> of his male models. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting since WrestleMania weekend in a manner of speaking, because yeah. he lost a gun to it stand in the living room. Of course, of course, I'm doing, you know, what's that? A misdirect, yeah. you might say, because, yes, we have to start, for a change, on SmackDown, with Roman Reigns. Yeah, dude. Who's he? If you uh, don't want any spoilers of what's going to happen on the show itself, fast forward this podcast for 30 seconds, as I bet it is. Put my hand in the air. As few of the guys have joined you behind you now. Uh, Cleary's walking behind you holding your glasses. It's great when he comes on the show. Because like WWE, we don't have to think about actually how we're going to fill some of the time before we get to at least the first commercial break. Because it's just this. Big match. Like, put it over on last week's preview and review and raw review. They've really done the work with Riddle. Riddle has, as a WWE, as a as a rounded WWE superstar, has leveled up, I think, to what they require to belong in the main event, even if it's only for a short while. You've got to come out, you've got to do the game, show her shtick on Raw. You've got to show a weird brand of intensity that Vincent Van likes, but at the same time be able to compromise that intensity if he needs you for something daft, which Riddle has done. They've basically told the story of the bloodline ruining everything that Riddle loves. Yes. So RK Bro was this friendship that he valued. The titles define that friendship. They've taken the titles. They've ostensibly taken Randy Orton off television. Like, they haven't really laid claim to the injury, but at this point, we might as well say that, mightn't they? Yeah, they might as well say reports that today saying he might be out till 2023. Yeah, if he's going to be gone, they might as well suggest that it was, like, 
injuries sustained in matches against the bloodline that put Rini out of business and left Riddle all alone on the main roster. So you buy his revenge tale, don't you? You yeah. buy that the one thing he's going to do to get revenge on all of these jerks is to defeat Roman Reigns. And, and this is earnest defense of WWE, twice now he has made his own save against the Usos. Yes. He has shown, if nothing else, that the guys that Roman Reigns has often relied on to preserve his status as the head of the table can be dispatched without help. So if he can deal with them, the thinking is he can deal with Roman. It's not going to happen. Riddle's not winning the belt. No. But I think they have done an admirable job of leading you to believe that there's going to be like one near fall yes. on television, no less, that will just for a second have you going, oh my God, it's happening. I would say this quite a lot. And, you know, I'm going to draw a comparison to AEW here, but put your pitchforks down. It's a good one. Because how many times do we sit here and say, uh, Hangman Page, when he was champion, is going to defend the belt on Dynamite. Yeah. And we all know he's not losing it there. Mm-hmm. Same with Roman here. But there will come a moment in, a, in the match, and I've got your spot for you ready, where someone's going to hit something, and in the 2.9 seconds it takes for the referee to count it, mm-hmm. my brain will have booked till WrestleMania 39. <laughs> I'll go, oh, okay, I guess they're taking the title off him now so they can build to the Rock match just about family stuff. And, and maybe uh, maybe they, they have Riddle say, oh, I only want to defend one of the titles, so the other one's vacant. And then Drew McIntyre can fight for that at Clash of the Castle. That's all going to have happened yeah. in one, two, oh, gets his shoulder up after... Usos, obviously, bloodline, Paul Heyman pulling faces at ringside. Mm. R- riddles in control. Maybe he might be even hitting a setting up for an RKO, for example. He's just yep. hit the draping DDT on Roman and he's in trouble. But the Usos hop up on the apron or the referee takes a bump or whatever. He's down. But don't worry, the fourth Us is here. He's called Sami Zayn, and he's going to accidentally halluva kick Roman Reigns. Ooh. I had a similar spot. A similar one. But go on, sorry. That's like basically it, yeah. That's maybe your tease near fall. Maybe, I don't know, maybe hits the floating bro or something. Because you want to protect like the big RKO spot for, for, for everyone, but particularly for Riddle using it for his partner. Yeah. So maybe hits that. Riddle's like, bloody hell, get Sami Zayn out there. Up, floating bro. One, two, Adam Books to WrestleMania 39, kick out, and then Roman's going to spear or guillotine him. Maybe guillotine, ooh, maybe not guillotine. I'll tell you what would be nice, is if they reference the fact that Roman goes for the guillotine, and Riddle, Matt Riddle, used to be a really good MMA fighter. Can get out of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mine was similar, but ever slightly different, but we're going down the same road, I think. Um, the Usos are dispatched, whether or not that's with the help of maybe like the Street Profits or something, like coming Ooh, to, and know, a nice, you're out of here. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, like the brawl, whatever. So they're no longer going to be a clear and present danger to Riddle. But yeah, you're kind of led to intentionally forget about the fact that Zayn is, is going to be there. The referee is otherwise engaged, beat with Paul Heyman or knocked out. And Riddle and Roman are fighting in the corner and Sami Zayn has basically got to pick his spot. So he stands on the opposite side of the ring and there's a little bit of a moment of, Who's he actually going to kick it? Who's he going to go for? And then he puts the boot through Riddle's head and then slides away. And it's, of course, Roman Reigns would, wouldn't dare acknowledge that if it wasn't for Sami Zayn, he might not be universal champion. But when he inevitably chokes him out or pins him, it's going to be because the Huluva kick was like a defining moment in the match. It was that. It was the ultimate kill shot on Riddle when all looked lost for Roman. And then you do the RVT Stone Cold thing of like, when you hit that five-star frog splash, I knew... You're on the right team. Yeah. And then Sami Zayn wins money in the money bank. Money in the Suddenly bank. Suddenly Roman's like, what you what see that? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm really, genuinely, really excited. I think it'll be a super hot main event. Super I'm, hot. I'm going camping 
with some friends tonight for a friend's birthday. Oh. Just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. So oh, tent friends. So I won't be able to watch it live, but I 100% will be avoiding all spoilers. And what? I may well watch it as soon as I get home on Saturday. Because normally I just go, I'll just put it off till till Sunday night sort of thing. I do not want this spoiled. I know the result, but I don't want anything being said to, to ruin what is going to be. I think it's going to do a monster number this SmackDown. Yeah, me too. I hate camping. Let's talk about camping. I hate it. I hate it. I uh, had... I wouldn't call them traumatic experiences. I just didn't want to go, and my parents made me. <laughs> I was in uh, Cubs as a kid, and like we went dip dip. Yeah, we went camping a couple of times, and I, d- I didn't really like Cubs. I think my fo- I, I think, hated Cubs. Do you know what it was? I think my folks and with good. I was reason. all about scouts and beavers. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh, I left at Scouts Point because then it was like it's actually getting serious, and I don't want to be skilled. So Ours like, was the opposite. Cubs was boring because we knew how to. We could learn, we were like learning how to tie knots. Beavers was, Beavers was fun. Foam football in a church hall. Cubs was foam football in a church hall, but a lot of flag shagging. Uh, that was Cubs. <laughs> and, and camping. And then Scouts was, uh, hey, want to learn this uh, life skill? And I was like, I will see you later. Yeah. <laughs> mine was. Uh, where's, the, was where's the tuck shop gone? Yeah, mine was, mine was, yeah, tuck shop, football, and uh, a tawny owl every once in a while to, <laughs> to sit on your arm. <laughs> Cubs was like, all right, now we need to learn how to tie knots. And I was like, see you later. Mm. And then Scouts became a load of like 13-year-olds, right? And it felt like the person who was running it was about 13 as well because we'd turn up every week and he'd mm. be like, right, lads, this week we're going to have a cork fight. I've got a bag of 300 corks. We're just going to throw them at each other. <laughs> Someone's probably going to get blinded or we're going to make a big fire. We're just oh going to make a big old fire. I remember it like the... That scout. So what it was... I, I was not a cool kid, right? But... Even no. even I was aware that like so like scouts was the first point because you're turning thirteen fourteen where you're a bit more mindful of what you think might be cool or you want to be cool yeah. like, for, like teenage maybe aspirations or you see others you know and scouts I was like those those kids were the opposite they were nerdy than ever because they'd stuck around for scouts <laughs> yeah. so it was like hang on like this stupid necker with this stupid what I did have a Sonic the Hedgehog two woggle so like he was like <laughs> sticking his like his number two finger out the side which is pretty cool he's not the ones but, though is he he's not the one he's the twos but like. Yeah, they were like in button-up shirt versions of the cub jumpers, and their badges were like it wasn't just like collecting magazines. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, walking to school. Yeah, like it, it was badges for like more serious stuff. I, like, I don't like where this is going, <laughs> but I yeah, I, I hated hated camping. Um, and what I was going to ask you was because I know you like it. We've, mm. talk, we've talked about this like off air before. Tell me this weekend round the fire or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just get, go somewhere with the roof. I'm mad, I'm mad into mad into roofs. I think it's about pubs as well, by the way. This applies to a lot of things that are, like, <laughs> fundamentally against in life. Put a roof on it. Like, the pubs without roofs and, like, walls that are made out of tin boxes. Don't get it. Put a roof on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sleeping arrangements. Uh, outside under the sky. The sky's really cold. Put a roof on it. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, you like camping. That's fine. People love camping. What are you going to eat? Like, is it stuff that is c- cooked over the fire? Well, or, like... um. Cereal, but like, which obviously, aficionado, yeah. I like to consider myself, but like, out of one of them uh, mess tins where the handle, oh, like, God, no. you know, like, the yeah, like, I know what you mean. Celebrity, but like, I'll just, I'll bring the mess tin and the thermos. <laughs> hey, we'll eat all our meals out of that and wash it in the river. Go to a Premier Inn. It's £45. <laughs> yes. So confession time. Yeah. Um, we're only going camping tomorrow night, uh, tonight, sorry. So yeah. just Friday night because okay. it's uh, one of the lads' birthday. And a lot of us have just got stuff to do. Are you getting nervous about the grey clouds that have randomly appeared over Slightly, this beautiful yeah. week that we've had? It was like 27 degrees, 27 degrees, 27 degrees. What's this? <laughs> so a little bit, especially because yeah. I've just got my little pop-up tent, which isn't big enough for me anyway. <laughs> but you know, if you know about camping, you know, 
don't touch the sides of the tent because yeah. that's when all the water pools in, uh-huh. right? So I'm slightly concerned about that. But we're only going for Friday night. So basically, it's just a load of lads. We're going to sit around a fire, um, tell funny stories. Cans. Get pissed. Like, big into that. Like, there's a lot of the scene that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but because it's just a one-nighter, I messaged my mate Ben today and said, what, what do you need me to bring? And he just said, oh, beer. <laughs> right? Do you know what our, our meal prep is? Mm-hmm. Cooking nothing on the fire. We're bringing some Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow morning, we're going to get a McDonald's breakfast and then go, good to see you all. See you later. I would... I would attend this event. Yeah. If this was like a WhatsApp group with my mates, I would attend this event. I would like, this has been an absolute blast. Um, I booked into the travel lodge 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes away and my Uber's coming in 10 minutes. Like, And what I would do is I would like try and cause people bluff up a little bit. But this is booked and paid for because it's for me and I like, you have this wonderful night. Do any of you want to come? <laughs> and I would just watch them all like sort of one after another sort of test the metal of like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. I was like, yeah. but are you? Like, we've all had a drink. We've all had food. It's gone pretty cold, and the Uber's five minutes away. Yeah. And you know the room exists. Exactly. Like, I think- where, where's, like, where, I, I have already told you guys, I've got zero pride or ego about the situation. <laughs> where does your, like, manhood stack up here? Like, uh, like I think the thing is, the, the tent, I, I usually share a tent with my mate who's got, like, a bit of an industrial one. So it's mm-hmm. like, bring on the rain, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Don't, as long as I'm inside I've got something. camping mates, right, that, like, erect this tent, and it's like bigger than the downstairs Palatial, of my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like it's got it's got a better lighting rig. It's got better electricity and TV setup. They've got two kids. Like me and my wife have got two kids, and like sort of we were always like, friends at university, and occasionally we'll all catch up and like share stories and that. And it'll be like I'll be sharing pictures of like oh here's like I don't know I took my kids to this ice cream stand, or we went on this local service bus <laughs> because it's a three pound day ticket, and I, we went on the metro to watch some planes take off from a distance. <laughs> we're like oh yeah, we took the kids camping. Like our tent's got bunting. So it's like, Jubilee anymore? Yeah, well, it's the it's the thing. Yeah, one of the lads turned up last time. He was only coming for one night because he had a gig the night before, and he showed up. And I'm not joking. He spent an hour setting this tent up, and we were all like, "What are you doing? You're gonna be sleeping in it for about three hours, and then we're gonna go like, oh, I just want to go home now. So yeah. I've not had a shower in two days. I just want to go home. Um, and it was like you say, it was just ridiculous. It had different compartments. It had rooms. Yeah, yeah you like little sort of dividers. My, my tent. If I'm when I'm tonight when I'm going by myself. My tent is the easiest tent. I go, unzip the big bag. It goes, fluff. I like those ones. Plug, like like I, a photographer's lighting yes. thing, yeah. I uh, use four pegs and just chuck the sleeping bag in and go, well, fingers crossed for that then. <laughs> That's it. And it's not big enough. I'm six foot three. It's not big enough. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's um, there's somebody out there called uh, and he has, to, he has to deal with the same pattern every single day of his life? Do you think there's somebody out there called Guy Ropes? <laughs> 100%. Like camping, do you? Not really. <laughs> Why do you ask? Guy Ropes. Anyway, so yeah. I'll, imagine, I'll, imagine if there was a teacher at school called Mr. Ropes, and then the one <laughs> kid finds out that his first name is Guy. Career change. I still remember at school, uh, one teacher. Do you remember the uh, Got Your Number, the 118 yeah, boys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who had the ridiculous mustaches. Mm-hmm. And there was one bloke, and I was like, that teacher looks well like one of the 118 lads. And one day, just perfectly came together in like science, and he was like, um, okay, kids, turn to page 118, and everyone just exploded. <laughs> like, whoa, what page is it, sir? Say it again so I can film it. <laughs> we had, uh, there's two, um, I was never any good at, um, you know, like the technologies courses, like woodwork and metalwork and design, with you, yeah. design tech, all that sort of stuff. Um, we were having a conversation about food tech, weren't we, for yeah, this exact yep. reason. I really should have took that, otherwise I could eat more than cereal as a 37-year-old father <laughs> can too. Anyway, um, I probably should have done one of them. Two of the teachers from that course, uh, one, was called, one was called Mr. Beasting, 
And if you ask him, he turns out, I'm actually quite allergic to them. <laughs> he loved that. Um, and there was another one called Mr. Brain. Quick thing on Mr. Brain, my, he was our form tutor once, and my mate on his entire year for his homework diary had um, wrote it down wrong and he had Mr. Brian. Uh, that was really great. <laughs> they were both like kind of colleagues within the design tech wing of the school. And so we used to sing when they would like walk together to the dinner. Kids are idiots, cruel and class all at yeah, the same exactly. time. Our little song based on a TV show at the time, which again is going to age this story horribly for anyone. I know it's coming. Beasting and the brain, <laughs> beasting <laughs> and the brain. I want to apologise for offending your people. One's a ginger twat, the <laughs> other's insane. Uh, like you, you want them to just hear just a bit of it and then run away, yeah. cheese it. So if people are thinking, why on earth are they talking about that? This is complete nonsense. It's actually, we wrote that entire segment <laughs> to exemplify. We have no idea what a last laugh match is. <laughs> but we've done it. Yeah, there we we've go. Done. Yeah, so last man standing or I quit, we think. Weapons, for sure. But rather than I quit or the 10 count, is it going to be that, go with me on this, you're going to have to beat your opponent so much that they giggle in pain. It's going to be like a nipple cripple. Just yeah. <laughs> like... I, I genuinely think, I said this in the office earlier, I genuinely think the last laugh match is going to be making your opponent on the mic say, ha, 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 and that's the sign that they quit. My kids piss themselves when I absolutely drop them with a picture-perfect picture jackknife right at home. Like, they're proper diesel <laughs> ones. So, like, it's the, the difference for those that, like, don't know, and you should. Like, if you go and watch uh, a jackknife versus a, a traditional powerbomb, obviously the powerbomb is, like, guy. you want to do it with authority, but you're guiding them to the ground, aren't you? Diesel was so tall with the whole point was you pick them up and you kind of like drop a shoulder and then like let them go off to the side and you do that over a bed. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll go on record. Jackknife your kids. It is, <laughs> it is class. It is absolutely class jackknifing your kids. And, <coughs> and what's brilliant and why it's perfect for a last laugh match is that they piss themselves yeah. because they're falling from a great height. Ideally, <laughs> let me just second disclaimer, happy to have this isolated. Don't jackknife your kids on the floor. <laughs> Just to clarify. Near a bed, near a sofa, it's the best. Like, not on a floor. But, like, so they're, like, they're going down. Like, they, they've got just enough time where they're falling. They're like, this is exhilarating. <laughs> so they're pissing themselves. They've been up on your shoulders. They're going from, to what them, it's probably like 100 foot in the yeah. air. Boosh, down to the ground. So, yeah, oh, it's going to end with the jackknife. Madcap Moss jackknives Baron Corbin for the hilarious victory. Yeah, it has to be a Madcap Moss victory, doesn't it? And hopefully yeah. maybe right off. Happy Corbin to, to go away. From how it. was the, you had your right off? How was the right off? Not the right off. It's like wrestling in general is getting a bit fast and loose with what it does to people. Like and how long you're supposed to sell it. Like Jericho with the blood and guts one was pretty egregious, but yeah. at the time the the kind of the generous argument was yeah, but he fell through cardboard. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we don't know what not to sell here. But like it was the same with Madcap Moss's own one. Like we're pilmanizing necks at this point. Yeah. It's like, well, that's going to be two weeks on the show. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they have to obviously, for obvious reasons, say Cody's out for nine months. Yeah. Because that's a proper one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's realsy. It's not none of this nonsense. But yeah, they had the right out. There's probably going to be more neck stuff in this. Maybe, maybe Corbin 4D chess, right? is just getting beaten within an inch of his life, but the stipulation is indeed a last laugh match. But because Madcap Moss crushed his windpipe, he can't laugh. Oh. So, like, Madcap Moss is like, just laugh! Just laugh! And then he won. And then, like, so I don't know, something happens. Remember when Roman Reigns was chained and they took the dog food over him or whatever? Maybe, uh, who's Baron Corbin's mate? Has he got any friends? <laughs> no, this is his only mate, I think. Oh, yeah. 
somebody reveals himself to be, you know, he's got his own deads, and they come down and they tie Madcap Moss to the post, and then they tickle him and he laughs. And he's like, Madcap Moss has been defeated. What if? Oh my God, because what do they love more than anything? Remember when this was this happened and it was good? Remember the other week when Street Brothers just stole the Rock Cax race? Oh yeah. <laughs> what if uh, he lays out Madcap Moss, gets the mic, puts it next to his mouth, and you hear a, like a, a huge pep? Because it's a pre-recorded one from when yes. he used to do stand-up for, for for Happy Corbin back in the day. I'm at my car and pat my phone. Oh my God, Madcap Moss has had to laugh tonight. We didn't think we would ever see. <laughs> nobody, then, nobody has ever legitimately found our content <laughs> funny. <laughs> And then this feud, as with everything on SmackDown, must continue. I just, I, now you've said it, it hadn't occurred to me until just then that like the reason Baron Corbin wasn't on SmackDown was because they'd done a right. Madcap Moss had won convincingly yep. and then put him out of commission. On premium live event, no less. Back in commission to be put out of commission. Like, n- now you're definitely gone. Like We like Corbin here, yeah. but we also acknowledge it was probably time for that character to have a Absolutely. bit of a breather. And not least because then it gives like Madcap Moss's character freedom from that, and he kind of can go off and maybe try and get somewhere in, in this push. I, 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 I kind of want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of got me a bit here. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, speaking of feuds that must continue, mm. Sheamus and the brawling brutes—that's still a thing. Um, but this time it's with Drew McIntyre. Obviously, last week they had the. Actually, one of the few good, like, DQ great, count out, whatever. I'm not sure exactly what they called for it, but they both wouldn't stop fighting. And yeah. they wouldn't stop fighting, like, immediately after. It wasn't like they went, matches over, and they went, oh, okay, we'll just walk to the back together then. Yeah. They kept brawling. They kept complaining to Postman Pierce. 
Seamus didn't set his dog on him, did he? No. Not yet. He's, but it, it strikes me that it's going to be fallout from this tonight because I, I feel like they are going to put Drew eventually in Money in the Bank and potentially Seamus. Mm-hmm. Why not? He's great, Seamus. But they both seem to say, well, I didn't lose, so I should be in the match. And it feels like they're going to do a big stipped-up rematch that potentially could be set up tonight because Money in the Bank isn't that far away. No, I think there is either one or two more matches in this. I think um, you either... Do, so was it like double DQ last week? I think that's what, because they, they swung the chairs, didn't they? They were very yeah. close to being counted out anyway. The WWE quite likes sometimes to um, tell this is like a three-parter rather than two-parter. Yes. So the match goes... See Sami Zayn. The match goes for Schmoz twice for some reason, so you'll have yet again like a riot breaks out or it's a count out. Whatever. Like another match that's super physical, super hard-hitting, but it's like they're just... There's two examples now that they just cannot be contained, even though on the video package you just wouldn't know because the show always looks identical. <laughs> like you'd need Drew in like white trunks or anything to be able to differentiate between the weeks. But like... So you have the, a second match. Maybe they won't, but like I think they'll go to a second match. Double kick, uh, dick kick tonight? Yeah, something like that. Perfect. Like They just hit each other. They both nice call back to a brilliant finish between bloody hell, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura on pay-per-view. Yeah, like they're just, they just want each other so much they've started tagging in each other's balls. And they've done it, and it's like, now it's got to be settled. And obviously Money in the Bank, pretty huge, big stunt fest, yeah? Mm-hmm. That, the prestige of a ladder match. Oh, for f- I know where you're How going. How do you build up the prestige I've of a ladder NXT. match? I've watched NXT. How do you build up the prestige of a ladder match? Ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> the last space in Money in the Bank is only available to one man, and you hang the contract above the ring, and you make them work a ladder match to get into the ladder match. Or, when that, now you said NXT, Hoyer Mano War Games. <laughs> war Games to build up. Now, like, ladder match to a ladder match, I think that's where this ends. Like, you want to be in the ladder match, you've got to prove yourself in one. On tonight's SmackDown. Yeah. Con- contract hanging from the ring. So, but that, we're not there yet. But I, th- I think we'll have another brawl first or something. Yes. Something else that basically forces Postman Pierce and he's got to, he's got to mm. do it, you know. Yeah, more fallout from this feud. They that gives us, gives us this for next week as well, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, we did heat praise, quite rightly, I thought, on SmackDown last week. I thought it was a really, really good show. Yeah, best uh, of the year, I think. Yeah, and one of the highlights of that was, of course, an excellent, unsurprisingly, Intercontinental Championship match between... Now the former champion, Ricochet, and your new champion, Gunther. There's mm. been a, a photo of Gunther with his a sort of smile, as close as you get to seeing Gunther smile, yeah. uh, doing the rounds on social media and, of course, on WWE.com now. what What's next for him? Because I've pitched him holding it for like a year. I think he, that's what they should do. I think he should be dominant, and then hopefully, finally, someone can bring some prestige back to this IC <laughs> title. Well, looking at... Um just looking at that face, I would say probably joining Maximum Male Model. <laughs> but if not that, if not that, uh, everybody and nobody, SmackDown has no mid-card to speak of because the show has been absolutely useless at trying to create any stars of any description underneath Roman Reigns or indeed the lack of Roman Reigns mm. over this last few months. Um, but that could be used to their advantage. I don't have right now a like a roadmap of... Gunther opponents, of challengers, of people that run him close, of the eventual person, in the way that, for example, you may do for um, the AW World Heavyweight Championship. The yes. idea that where you see the feuds going, who the, who you want to tick off X versus Y before you do a title change, and then who the next champion is going to be, and so on. WWE just does not inspire enough. Like, I think it's always really admirable when you, like, go through one of your fantasy booking scenarios, and then you'll use the chapter points of the premium live events. So you'll go, like, 
So then that sets you perfectly away for SummerSlam. Yeah. That, of course, brings the champion in line with the Survivor Series for when they do Raw versus SmackDown. And then, of course, the guy goes into the Royal Rumble and it's one last chance at WrestleMania. It's like, well, but I admire that you've put five pay-per-views <laughs> on the docket there. They're not thinking of five minutes ahead. But then again, Gunther being set upon Austin Theory. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's what, what I was getting to was that the like production line of half decent wrestlers does sort of allow Gunther to amass a half decent reign. Mm. If he sets about defending this title once every three weeks in matches that have been arrived at through WWE mini feuds, nothing, you know, like they don't have it in them to tell great stories, but the sort of thing where wrestler A says, I'm not scared of you, Gunther, and tonight I'm going to prove it. I'm going to wrestle Ludwig Kaiser and I'm going to beat him and you're going to be stood there front row when I beat your friend. And then he beats Ludwig Kaiser and then they have a match the following week where, let's say, Kashemis, removed from the Drew McIntyre, a known hard hitter, Kashemis, yes. let's say, gives this wrestler the fight of their lives and they sustain it, they survive it. They, what's it, is it called? The beats of the... Baron, or Bodron, yeah. Aussie, yeah. Like those big chest punches that Sheamus does, those massive mighty forearms across the chest, and then he survives and wins, and it's like, it punches their own chest, and say, you can chop me as hard as you can, but I'm ready for you, and then Gunther wins and he retains. And you just loop that over and over again because these guys are pretty disposable. Over time, like people have like lionized Reigns for so much less than that. Yeah. Remember Nakamura had the belt for Yonks and wrestled like once. <laughs> it was like a hell of a 200-day run for Shinsuke. King of Strongs, I was back. Back from, back from the beach. I've not seen him on television. <laughs> like, like the, honestly, the, the stuff that people put on pedestals these days, you really got to sympathize with WWE. Like, it's just, it's it's quite easy yeah. to make a rain mean something. So whilst there's nobody that leaps out, that could be okay. I think there's, there's quite a straightforward early process here. Like I say, I mean, yeah, I want to see him versus Theory at some Survivor Series now. So he's holding it till then in my eyes, as is Theory. Hopefully being John Cena at SummerSlam. Just a thought. Um, Here he comes. I've got a, I've got your perfect Extreme Rules match in September. Uh-huh. <laughs> have, you, have you? Because they haven't. Yeah. They've probably not even got the arena. I've got the pen ready. Go on then. <laughs> um, but I do feel like you have quite a straightforward path um, initially for Gunter. I think you have a rematch because, mm-hmm. of course, and that takes Ricochet maybe out of money in the bank because he would be minting it, but... No one's going to buy. He's going to win it. Let's be perfectly honest yeah. here. So a rematch on premium live event where Ricochet gets destroyed again. Then I'd have him, you know, as part of this, you know, maybe you don't have to make it so explicit, but have him be like, have Ludwig Kaiser be like, this is the best intercontinental champion you've seen in years. Mm. Who faces him next? Former intercontinental champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a tasty match for SummerSlam. Yeah, be something to look at, wouldn't it? Yeah. You could do... British man versus Gunther. We talked oh. about this. Like, I know he's not British, but like Elian Dragunov at this point has got all the... Uh, Tyler Beard has now split from Trent Seven, so yeah. you assume, Christ, they might actually push him. Uh, Nathan Frazier! Yeah. Is, is sure to have a big night at Clash at the Castle if they want They've him They've worked to. a bit, haven't they? They did a bit yeah, in NXT they did UK. Yeah, the UK. So there, there are people out there that there's sort of... Uh, and of course, the dog himself. We have been in person yeah. for... like. What was Butch called when he used to like stand on two feet instead of four? Uh, Paul Dunn, I think. Yeah, they had a rip. Something Paul, like that. Aye, Paul Dunn and uh, Gunn. Was it called Gunn? Yeah, Paul, he was always, called, called, Gunther. always called Gunther. Gunther and Paul Dunn had a ripper at uh, Takeover New York, oh, so they could yeah. they could go again. So I'm just yeah, I'm just looking at this roster page, and I was like, yeah, you can easily do that. So you've got Nakamura, well, Ricochet, 
then potentially Nakamura or, well, uh, somewhere down the line, especially because of his weird chest, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> oh, my yeah. Oh, my yeah. And that's basically taking us... i just have him hold it for... A, and then we're probably going to have a, a change of the brand anyway, so you can have him face... Huge baby face now after super kicking almost Dolph Ziggler. You highlighted an, a former Intercontinental Champion in Shinsuke Nakamura and the idea that Gunther... Uh, basically, it's like that thing where you take the power of somebody else in order to enhance your own power. The more ex-Intercontinental Champions he beats, in theory, the idea is he's becoming like an Intercontinental Championship great even though, like, everybody's had that belt. Yes. Apollo Crews thing, like, you know, he's, he had it. Everybody's had it. So, like, what if he's beating up somebody, whoever, doesn't really matter, and then, like, a voice plays over before they've uh, revealed themselves, and it's like, uh, you know, like, I've held that belt, and I'm sick of watching you lower the boom oh! on people. So I'm afraid, Gunther, I've got some bad news for you, oh, and a clash at the castle. <laughs> Even though I'm from Preston, does he do? Has he got Tory vowels, Wade Barrett, or not? Does he do Clash at the Castle? He must. He's Preston, isn't he? Right, so he's, he's Preston, but our stupid voice for him is very much like. Bloody LVA wouldn't say. Rock, stock, and two smoking bells. Bells. Oh, just, I'm just looking at the, the record of, of former Intercontinental Champions. Sami Zayn obviously features on it, but he's, he's busy with other stuff in my, in my booking. But I've already got WrestleMania 39 for you. Yeah. AJ Styles versus Gunther. Yeah, why not? Maybe AJ can have a good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. His record's not great at WrestleMania, off the top of my head. I was just thinking Clash at the Castles would be really good by one of them, like, uh, estuary English accent bands. You know where are the whales of the world? <laughs> Clash at the Castle. Ed, Sheer- Ed Sheeran would do, like, Clash at the Castle, wouldn't he? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of this as anybody, because I like bought Kate Nash's first album. My fingertips are holding onto the Clash at the Castle. <laughs> the prestige of the title. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Um, I've got a weird sense of deja vu as we get to this final question. Michael Hamlet, who's the first maximum male model for Max Dupree? We, we. I told you about it last week. It was Mace. Go back and listen to last week's podcast. They did say it was going to be last week, but he was stuck in France, I think they said. <laughs> he couldn't make it to the show. It's funny. It's, yeah, legitimately. Like, normally we take the piss out of this because WWE do so much on a loop that you could just play stuff from an old podcast again. We talked with... M- Probably more length than it deserved about how, like, we were both quite into it. There was potential, and Mace was going to be the guy, and you could extend the stable, etc., etc. It is there. It's there if anybody wants to listen for last week's. Is there anything that you can think of that might flesh out for this week's? Well, it's going to be Mace. (laughs) It's going to be Mace, or now Face, Face. whatever it is. Um, But I thought, as I often do (laughs) around this time on a Friday, it's time for a game! So, I have the uh, WWE alumni page open in front of me. I am mm-hmm. scrolling through it. I need you to pick a number. Oh, tell me when to stop and then pick a number between one and four. Okay. Stop. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, my there God. is incredible potential here. I'm going to do the, the Darren Brown. I'm just going to say the number in my head to you and see if you can see if you can pick it up. See, I'm trying to pick it up by the reflections in your glasses of the roster pitch. <laughs> but as usual, it's just a series of, like, topless bodies. Like, maybe I need glasses to focus into what the reflection is. Uh, I can't see, so I'm going to go with two. Okay. All right. You're close. All right. So I was hoping for three. Okay. I'll tell you three in a second. Okay. One would have been Eve. Love Eve Torres. Right? One was Eve. Yeah. Okay. But four was? My name's Finley, and I love to model. <laughs> Pit Finley. Right. Eve, okay. So, oh, it's the refs. The refs. Mm. Mm. Not necessarily. 
Number three would have been, and this is my pick for who it should be, okay. WWE, because I genuinely, if you gave me access to literally every wrestler, alive or dead in the world, outside of maybe like a Rick Rude, yeah. I'd say, there's your man right there. He fits legitimately. There is a this wrestler-shaped hole for the maximum male models, and his name is Fandango. Oh, yes. Get him back. Bring him back. Get him back. Like, if you haven't decided that, we know they listen. Just get him. Rename him, the like, The bits sw- that we've seen on, like, was it NWA Powder? Yeah. Oh, my he's, God. Oh, my like, God. He's just doing, like, creepy, like... He's got a cigarette, but he's not smoking it. What are you doing? <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, bring him back. We love Fandango. We love him. But it, 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 this won't happen for a variety of reasons, the one you've picked. Mainly because... Between Eve and Fandango? Yeah. I can't get there. Go on. Well, it's mainly because you can't have two people with the same name in WWE. Ezekiel Jackson! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a shame. So, also a shame. Or, what did we pick last week? Um, Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno, yeah. We can have him again if you want. It's a shame, you know, Finn Balor has... Can can you be out of nowhere, brand new, joining two stables at once? Probably not. Like, it's a shame he's just... A bit joined, greedy, isn't it? Yeah, he's just joined the Judgment Day. What a shame. Because, like, I think you would agree that his entrance to the ring is very much a catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Plus natural feud with Butch. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine Butch. What, they're, they're, they're fighting like... I, can't, well, I don't know what they're fighting like. <laughs> it's raining. It's raining like Butch and Finn down here. <laughs> Um, but genuinely, not just for the... I mean, the mainly is for the world title match. First world title match since Mania, this, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say that like it's a good thing. It's not. It's not. In, in, the, in the face of people. Hum, other human beings. <laughs> Imagine you've gone to WrestleMania and you've like paid the money for the ticket and you've gone, for the, you've gone to Dallas, Dallas, Texas for the time of your life and then some like six foot plus... <laughs> Like with a ridiculous shirt on, with with like a, a button-up shirt, nice as they are, with like WrestleMania logo splashed all over. Yeah. Was it? You you, you camo have, shorts. It cannot be confirmed if you know this person. Just getting your face about it, and you fucking acknowledge it. And you and you've sat and you've stewed on that moment, going home from WrestleMania. You're like, it was a good trip. I mean, most of it was. <laughs> My guy didn't win. Ah, yeah, it's only wrestling that's fake, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't that that bothered me. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he got quite aggressive. <laughs> and, and, he, and he stole my world title and sh- so told me to acknowledge him. So, but I, I, I took it on the chin. You know, your favourite's Lee sometimes. I was like, well, fair enough. Yeah, he's right. He's Brock's, Brock's not around all the time. Well, uh, I'll tune into Raw tomorrow night to see what Roman's going to set up for his first match. Nothing. Seeing three months dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I wrote was, stick around, because I'm going to say the acknowledge me bit at the yeah. end. <laughs> Paul Heyman's got some pretty cool stats. <laughs> Check them out. But I am looking forward to that, of course. Yeah. Roman Reigns versus Riddle tonight. But also, the intrigue around who's the first maximum male model and what the f- is a last laugh match. I know, man. I Wait, can't. Well, just a bit like, this is, I think this story negative reflects me. So that's why I'm telling it. Peek behind the curtain, like... As, as people will know if they listen regularly, like often me and Cedric will rotate and the gag used to be like, well, it's only fair. Like you can't be forced to do Smackdown every week. <laughs> and we're having the chat this morning and like we've just both reverted to type. He's not, not a spoiler if you haven't listened to the Rampage preview yet, get him wherever you get your podcasts. Like he's been higher on other Rampages more so than this mm-hmm. one, yeah? But like, so he's not exactly high as a kite. We're like, you know, we're fair's fair. 
So between us, and he's like, nah, I can't, like, I'm like, which one do you want? I was like, I want fucking Smackdown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes we know who we are. Yeah, like, exactly. This is starting to smell like white hot bullshit, and I'm here for it. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Friday Night Smackdown on Where, Twitter. by the way, just dead, dead quickly, behind the scenes, it's quote-unquote business as usual. We'll just leave that there, shall we? Oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah. mention that. Everything's totally normal at Gorilla Position. Normal. Normal and fine and normal. Business as usual. I like I just love the fact that I just saw this on Squared Circle or Twitter or something where, you know, most WWE employees obviously just talked about anything else or nothing on social media yesterday for uh, understandable reasons. At least in the 90s when they ran out of money, the water coolers were taken out, so you couldn't have had the conversations that were surely happening for the water coolers yesterday. Potential Mr. Money in the Bank, Pat McAfee's going, bloody hell, have you seen this on his podcast? (laughs) Steam's into work today. <laughs> My favorite is going to be on commentary, and I, I sense they're probably not going to address it. Do you it. think it might not come up? But Pat McAfee's going to be nudging Cole in the ribs, going, What do you reckon to this, then, Cole? Cole, has, uh, has anybody summarily let down the WWE universe this week, Cole? Because <laughs> you made me talk about it once before, yeah. Cole. <laughs> yeah. Anybody? No? Oh, uh, Suddenly gone quiet, have you? <laughs> Max Dupree time, is it? Smackdown rolls on, does it? Switching gears. <laughs> at what culture WWE on Twitter to let us know your thoughts. You can follow both of us whilst you're on there as well. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sige, as we mentioned, is going to be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage. And we've got Wrestle Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way this afternoon too. And me and Hamflet will be back on Monday to review this show and find out. What a last laugh match is. <laughs> but for now, this has been the Smackdown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.